0: Meet the Robinsons, that boiler hat kind of remind you of something. Yeah, me too. All right, welcome to the St. Canard Files of Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and...
1: I'm Mike Russo, and when the Wiffle Boy sits on your head, he means business. Oh
0: yeah, man. Wiffle, getting a lot of love this episode, Mike.
1: Yeah, he does come up in this one.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Mike, how's your family doing, man?
1: We are all right. Are we recording this? April 19th, Uh, it's going up... Earlier in May, but I'm sure by then we're still going to be in the middle of this quarantine. Man, I just want this to end. (laughs) We're all doing okay, but you know, this is it's probably not. It looks like all the schools are closed for the rest of the year, so none of us are going back to school. It looks like we're me and my wife are teachers, my daughter's a kindergartner, so this is going to be our holding pattern for the next few months. It's you know, it's it's crazy, but we're surviving. How about you?
0: Yeah, you know, you know, just. Tired of being stuck in the house, even though I don't never leave the house much, but it's like being forced to. It's like when someone tells you you can't go. But this episode airs a day after Mother's Day, so I hope everyone had a happy Mother's Day, got to spend time with their moms or call them or Skype Skype or Zoom, Zoom, whatever you
1: use. Yeah.
0: Yeah. FaceTime, whatever you can, you know, get some quality time with your moms. Uh, you know me you don't really talk personal i know a little bit story about your mom you know my story with my mom is not that great either so uh we're not going to get into that but no yeah but i hope everyone's having a happy mother's day somehow some way or form or if you're a mother yourself and you listen to us you know we hope your kids did something nice for you
1: that is absolutely true
0: mm-hmm. yeah but so mike uh every, anything new going on in your end man
1: no, not really. Only so much can go on when you can't really do all that much. Um, I'm sure like most of most people, we've been playing lots of Animal Crossing. That's a lot of fun. That's keeping us sane. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you know, things yeah. are okay. It's just obviously it could be better, but we're surviving. Yeah, you know, we over here we've
0: been watching a lot of movies. You know, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Vudu, a lot of streaming. Tonight, uh, the what, what's what's today's
1: date, Mike? Today's date is the 19th.
0: Ah oh, man, I'm missing a big old documentary on ESPN. It's uh, a Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, I'm gonna have to catch it later on ESPN Plus. Uh, that's very it's a big thing that's going on in sports right now because there are no sports, so we get a
1: documentary. Best thing we're gonna get. <laughs> no sports, <laughs> no movie theaters, no theme parks, <laughs> no nothing.
0: Yeah, no nothing. <laughs> um, and then you know. As of this date, you know me and you are working on a, a project we're trying to put out there for the Darkwing fans, and yeah, uh, I've been doing some other projects, you know, for Darkwing, uh, our YouTube channel, and then like, you know, a couple of buddies of mine, you know, we're all hip hop fans, so we started this little hip hop streaming thing with battles, and it's been pretty cool. It was fun. Today we did you our just, first
1: one. You just gotta find different ways to keep yourself busy, or else you're gonna go crazy. Yeah,
0: man. You know, and it's kind of cool to see everybody. We're all on Zoom, and we're Playing the music, we're picking judges, who who scores out what. But enough chit chat, Mike.
1: Let's go ahead and get into
0: today's episode. What's today's episode?
1: Battle of the Brain Teasers, another Saturday morning one. Mhm. And we kind of got mixed feelings about this one, right? Yeah, I really like this one. Like borderline love this one. I think this one's great. But you're not as enthused about it, are you? Not at all. It- I don't hate this one at all. I don't think it's
0: a terrible episode. I'm like, it's okay. It's it's doable for me for one day, you know?
1: Yeah. It's certainly better than the sequel.
0: (laughs) Oh God. That's the one I hate. (laughs) I don't know how you feel about the sequel, but that's the one I do hate.
1: We, we have lots of time (laughs) before we get to that one. Um, but I do so, like when we have
0: mixed opinions on it because oh, yeah. I I hate it when we always agree on stuff, you know, stuff, which is cool from time to time, but I do like it that we have different personalities and you know our opinions are subjective. So you may like something, I may hate it, I may be in the middle or the other way around. But you know, it, I think it works out for the fans, you know, or yeah, the we listeners.
1: T- we tend to agree for the most part. Uh, up until now, I haven't loved one that you've outright hated. So It's been pretty. It's been pretty consistent. Okay.
0: All right. So Mike, what's our production air date order today, man?
1: Okay. So this one aired uh, Saturday, November second, nineteen ninety one. So we're finally into November, and man, get this. This one was only the seventh episode in production order. Ooh. So it's way up there. So seven. Yeah. This is a really early one. I wonder where it would have aired on the Disney afternoon if um, ABC hadn't gotten a hold of it, because um, this one really, in terms of production numbers, is our first real introduction to the Muddlefoots, mm-hmm. and it's our first big honker story, at least according to when it was written. Yeah. Um, and it's the, and it's the first appearance of Tank in terms of production numbers too. Mm-hmm. So this one, I feel like this one was written. Partly to establish Honker's home life. Because it really feels like it's an intro to those characters. Yeah.
0: It kind of does. I I, I can see that.
1: Because I feel like if this had aired, like, maybe the first or second week in syndication, you Mm would have been like, got it. I know what the Muddlefoots are like. I totally get this family. (laughs) And I think that was the intent, to really introduce you to Herb and Binky and especially Honker's relationship with Tank. Yeah like this definitely feel and this is the first big goslin episode if you're taking the numbers into account the first one where she's truly the star character mm-hmm. so
0: and we got some nice voice actors in this one we got some pretty good ones we got some heavy hitters
1: yes we absolutely do some mm-hmm. pulling double duty
0: yeah we'll get into that when we get there but um what's our uh who, who's our writer our story editor and our animators
1: uh, story editor is Tad, which doesn't shock me. It's one of those earlier ones. You know, those early ones. He has his fingerprints all over those. Mm-hmm. So definitely, uh, you know, Tad's on story editing duties. Our writers. This is one of the early classics from Kevin Campbell and Brian Um uh, We've mentioned them before. They wrote the two Justice Ducks episodes, and they're going to go on to write Dry Hard. Um, they also wrote in like Blunt. Um, they were the they were the best Darkwing writers, and this is a. I'd say, my own opinion, this is a very strong show from them. Um, again, definitely two of the best writers on Darkwing Duck. I, I really enjoy their work. And in terms of animation, uh, we're back with Disney Australia again. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i really grateful they did this one because they give this episode a really nice atmosphere. I mm-hmm. like how a lot of this episode takes place at night because it's a very, like, it's definitely a horror parody kind of episode kind of an episode, you know, like invading aliens, picking off all the good guys one by one, mind controlling them. Goslin's the last one left, nuclear annihilation. It's definitely a darker episode. I think the animation really helps, especially the background work on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some, there's some hit or miss animation of the characters. There's a few good scenes I'll point out. Um, not Australia's best episode, but one I'm happy they actually got to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that said... Let's start talking about what happens in this one. All right. We start
0: off. We have a meteor, and it's hitting many asteroids, and it falls in the Earth, and it lands like in the middle of a farm.
1: Really quick, though, when the meteorites hitting the asteroids, did you catch the uh, the pinball sound effects?
0: Yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> a little corny, but it works for Darkwing Duck. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's for, you know, kids, a cartoon, but it, it works for that era because we we played pinball. Oh, today's yeah, kid, yeah, today's kids wouldn't, wouldn't get it.
1: <laughs> no, kids wouldn't get that now. Nah. Um, so, but somebody somebody notices the meteor. Who is it?
0: Yeah, our, our boy Honk. He's mm-hmm, got it with this, the, he, he sees it with the telescope.
1: Yep, this is, like I said, this is where we get to know Honker's really miserable home life, like really sad existence. <laughs> because Honker comes down the stairs and who does he immediately crash into?
0: Oh, that that bully. What's his name? Uh, tank? <laughs>
1: yeah, they, they set up Tank really well. Because Tank's eating the ice cream, he crashes into Tank, and the ice cream gets all over Tank's shirt, and you see what what kind of a jerk Tank is. Oh, yeah, like, immediately. Yeah, he puts the ice cream on top of the telescope, drops it on a honker's head. He's, he's not. Tank isn't a very nice character. I mean, Dana Hill's voice work is nice. The animation on Tank in this episode is fun, but... Yeah, he's not very nice. He's definitely a really, he's a bully, to put yep. it mildly. So Honker's trying to get someone to pay attention to him because he saw a meteor in the sky. Um, after he gets done with Tank, who's the first person he goes to?
0: He, to Herb. And Herb is watching our Darkwing most beloved uh, TV show. <laughs>
1: what's, what's the TV show? Pelicans Island. Yep, Herb's watching Pelicans Island. If you listen really closely, that's Rob Paulson as a television announcer. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Herb di- Herb isn't paying attention He's, I mean, immediately if this was our first, you know, real time with Herb, we know right away, he's just a television couch potato He is, you know So Honker goes into the kitchen and talks to Binky Yep,
0: that doesn't go that well either
1: No, Binky is way too preoccupied with making dinner. When he says Meteor, she thinks he wants more meat <laughs> uh, So his whole family's completely worthless they don't they don't they don't even try to communicate with him um so he goes next door drake Uh, answers the door oh drake he's this is the episode where darkwing does absolutely nothing (laughs) like i remember we talked about jurassic jumble and i was like wow darkwing does nothing productive in this episode he certainly does more than he does here what does he what is the only thing drake does in this episode he plays wiffle boy yeah, which would have been our intro to Wiffle Boy. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have been Wiffle While You Work. If this one had aired first, we would have been introduced to Wiffle Boy in this one. Yeah. Um, so Drake's really obsessed with the game. He's still, he keeps talking about Wiffle Boy sitting on his head. I don't know what that phrase means. Um, I have
0: no idea either.
1: But he's not paying attention. He Honker mentions a fireball, and Drake's just like, nah, that's in a different level. You jump over that. <laughs> okay, so finally, someone has to listen to Honker. Who is it? It's got to be Goss, obviously. Yeah, of course, it's his, it's his best friend. Of course, Goslin's gonna listen. And when she notices the ice cream on the telescope, she she tells him, you know, he has to show some guts, which yeah. sets up the theme for this episode: Honker learning to stick up for himself. Mm-hmm. But of course, he says if he shows guts, Tank'll do the showing with his guts. Yeah. Um, so and then when we Gosling,
0: get a transition. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go
1: ahead. Oh no! no when Goslin discovers the meteor, immediately she goes into the idea that there are aliens and they're gonna be famous. Mm-hmm. So they head off. Okay, so now we have to meet our villains.
0: Yeah, we got three of
1: them. Yeah, they're a spaceship. The meteorite's actually a spaceship. Mm -hmm. And our villains are three hats. And the spaceship is shaped like a hat box. Mm -hmm. So, very clever visual. So, the aliens are all hats. You know, picture a bowler hat. I guess it's a cowboy hat and a cap. They all have three legs with suction cups on them. And each cap has eyes on them. Mm -hmm. So... The Hats jump on a couple of sheep and a cow, and we learn their names, and we find out who voiced them. Yep. Um, first, we have the leader. What's the leader's name? Flarg. Flarg. He's voiced by Rob Paulson. The G. And, yeah, and I know we all talk about how great Steelbeak is, but Rob Paulson's really hamming it up as Flarg. He's having a really good time with this character. Mm-hmm. Um, and Barada is the the cowboy hat. I guess it's a cowboy hat. And uh, Barada is voiced by Jim, and in kind of an Australian accent, a little bit. Um, the accent kind of reminds me of, um, you know, the show Tasmania, uh, Taz's boss, Mr. Thickley, using the exact same Australian accent. And the cap, his name is?
0: Uh, Nickto, right?
1: Nickto. And don't listen to IMDb, it is not Frank Welker. It is Richard Curran, and if that voice sounds familiar, it's because he voiced A.F. Eret on Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlatan. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't mistake that voice. It's definitely not a Frank Welker voice. It's Richard Curran. And um, so they've, they've dropped in from outer space. There was a problem with their spaceship. It's going to explode. And I don't quite get their backstory. Um, something about Gurdish revolutionaries. Yeah, and- they were.
0: They were using big words that it was hard to understand, like what they were plotting and everything.
1: It sounds like Flarg is the leader of, you know, a planet or something like that. And there is basically revolutionaries or rebels opposing him, mm-hmm. kind of like there were rebels against the Empire in the Star Wars films. I get that vibe That's, oh, that, that there are rebels trying to overthrow him or something. He Flarg rants a lot. I can't quite get exactly what he is and what he's all about. Mm-hmm. They're evil, and they, and they 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 use mind control. It's as simple as that. Um, and, of course, a very important plot point, what do these aliens eat? Metal. They like to eat metal, and especially Nikto. He's a pig. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, so all of a sudden, we get the thunder quack. We get a crash.
0: Yeah, we get a, a launch pad. Uh, probably because it's so early in production order, huh?
1: Yeah, we had a lot more launch pad crashes early in the show. Um, yeah, the, the Thunderquack flies by and the Flarg is like, hmm, this plant might not be so backwater as we thought. And then the plane crashes and he says, then again. Um, so everyone steps out. Goslin, you know, good foresight, has them all wearing helmets just in case.
0: What a coincidence, huh?
1: What a coincidence. <laughs> and uh, I like this little bit with Launchpad and Honker. Launchpad's like, don't worry, Honkman. Goslin says there haven't been any plasma sucking aliens in this quadrant since the Centurions overrun Galactic Sector Delta Q. And <laughs> Honker goes, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Frog's like, this. Frog is like, the Centurions overran Galactic Sector Delta Q? Why wasn't I told that? Mm-hmm. But it, it's probably some nonsense Goslin just made up. But um, yeah.
0: Flog shows a lot of interest in uh, Honker, though, immediately.
1: Yeah, he notices how big Honker's head is, and he gets his opportunity when Honker throws the helmet off because it keeps falling over his eyes. hmm So, Flarg jumps on Honker's head. Really cool um, shot. Honker, I mean, Flarg jumps right toward the camera. hmm You know, basically from Honker's point of view. Um, the spaceship blows up. Honker's okay, but there's one piece left over that Gosling grabs. And... Um, so, Flarg takes Honker's backpack and puts Barada and Nikto inside of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, everyone heads home. Yep. You know?
0: And Drake is still playing whiffle.
1: Yeah, this is some of my favorite animation in the episode, this one scene. Um, just the way Goslin's like right in Drake's face, jumping up and down, like, we saw our spaceship and we saved this piece, take a look, right, like waving it right in his face. Mm-hmm. And. Did some really great animation on Drake as he's talking to her. He's like acting with his tongue almost. And he's like, This isn't from outer space. And the looks he's giving. And then um Flarg, you know, as Honker, he's like, Since who made you an expert on extraterrestrial origins? And Drake goes to say something, and he is, he has this great daffy duck look of surprise. I love the drawings, like one of those things only Australia could do. It's really great. He's, he says, since when did he become Mr. Motor Mouth? Mm-hmm. Um, so Drake goes back to the game and he loses and decides to take a nap. But he happens to mention at least I got the signal Moon base this time. And Flargu who has no idea Drake's playing a video game, um, puts Barto on his head. Yeah. So Goslin and Honker go next door. And who is the first Muddlefoot foot they encounter? Binky. Binky, yeah. So, um, what is it honker bites into? A. Uh, a cookie. Yeah, he, and does he like the taste? Nope, not one bit. No. No, no, no. Um, he gets mad. He goes, "Where's the metal?" And Binky's like, "Does he mean iron?" Kids are so health conscious nowadays. <laughs> um, so Binky has no idea. I mean, no one, rec- no one gets that honker's voice has changed. Like nobody, nobody even acknowledges it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the next scene with uh, herb. We're introduced to him by a close up of his big fat butt <laughs> as he's as he's fixing the TV. Mm-hmm. And this is one shot. The drawings on Herb as he's talking are so funny. Like Disney Australia had this wonderful knack of drawing big, fat guys really, really well. like herb, Pete, Lucky Pickel. They really had a knack for these big lummoxes, just drawing these big guys. And they have a next time we see Herb in um, Brush with Oblivion, that's some great animation in that one too. I also want to point out, remember we, when we interviewed Phil, Philip Giffen? We talked about the Muddlefoot theme, mm-hmm. and we hear a lot of that in this episode. The Muddlefoot theme jumping back and forth between characters. I think a lot of this episode was um, an original score. Okay. But it had to have been right, cause it was a really early one. Yeah. Okay, so they go upstairs. Take it from here. What happens when Tank shows up?
0: Well, before that happened though, uh, Flarg ate one of uh, Herb's. Uh, he ate his crescent wrench, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. then we. Yeah. But then we get a battle of Tank. He think it's still Honker, but Flarck ain't playing around. He he's like, I I'll, I'll, I'll accept this challenge. And they get into like a finger
1: duel. It was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, apparently on Flarg's planet, they fight with their fingers. Fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, basically, Flarg beats the crap out of Tank. Yeah. Right? And I do like the shot of Gosling with her mouth hanging open, just watching what Honker's doing. <laughs> yeah, because cause she's proud of him, you know, and she's shocked. <laughs> yeah, she can't believe what she sees, because Honker's got Tank, and he's spinning him in the air and throws him against the wall. Um, But... Goslin finally figures out what's going on when uh, Flarg tries to take Nikto out of the bag, and she notices the eyes mm-hmm. on the hats, and they, she realizes, yeah. okay, yeah, you guys are aliens. Yeah, so you know? she,
0: she she takes, takes off. off.
1: No, she is gone. She heads right home, mm-hmm. and I'm quick, uh, everything but the ki- everything, including the kitchen sink joke. She closes the back door of her house, puts the fridge in front of it, and like a whole bunch of other stuff, and then throws the kitchen sink at it too. <laughs> so she used everything and the kitchen sink. Yeah. Um she runs into Drake, but he's not Drake. Nope. He's uh Barada. Nope, yep, he's Barada. Uh so Goslin runs away from him too. What is she gonna do? You know? She's gotta find LP. Yep, he's the only one left that she can turn to. So she gets on the, the easy chair and she heads to the tower. Yep. Yep. What's the first thing she does to launch pad when she gets there?
0: Uh, she tests. She she uh she tests his hat, his pilot
1: hat. Yeah, she tackles him and rips the hat right off his head and stomps it. Mm-hmm. Did you notice Launchpad's bald in this episode? Yep. <laughs> I don't think the uh the model sheets got to Australia in this one. Huh? Uh, Launchpad should have a full head of hair. Yeah. But he had like
0: he had like a little piece up
1: in the front, but they had nothing where the hat is. Yeah, he was totally bald. He shouldn't be. Um, and. <laughs> She says, "I, I, I she says, um, I thought your hat was an alien." And Launchpad goes, "No, it was made right here in town." Okay, so um, Goslin and Launchpad have to figure out what to do, and the aliens show up too because mm-hmm. they can read they can read uh, Drake and Honker's brains. They know um, this is where they should be, and Barada tur- changes into the Darkwing outfit.
0: Yeah,
1: a- and uh, and he says, "You're just jealous because you don't have a cape."
0: <laughs>
1: and do you, do you see Flarg hitting on Darkwing's hat? Yeah, he had the hots
0: for it, man.
1: But it's so funny to see um, Honker doing that. Mm-hmm. Honker going up to the hat, like, "Hey, you know, what's good-looking <laughs> hat, like you doing here?" Mm-hmm. It's it's really funny. Um, so Gosling gets an idea because when they pull Nicktoe out of the bag, he's covered in dust for some reason. Yeah, and when he, shakes he shakes the
0: dust off, yeah.
1: Yeah, and Flark sneezes, and when he sneezes, the hat pops off of Honker's head.
0: Yeah, so we get to see Honker momentarily.
1: Yeah, just for a brief second. Mm-hmm. And they realize, okay, you know, sneezing is not a good thing. Uh but Goslin gets an idea, she decides to grab a broom and start sweeping. Yeah. That backfires.
0: Because she makes LP sneeze.
1: He falls right off the um the balcony they're standing on. The aliens rip his uh, flight cap off, and they put Nikto on him. Yep. Gosling Nick- runs off.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the aliens head to a
1: military base. Because they're still trying to signal home. They they st- they basically just want to get home at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to find a way to communicate to their home planet to get picked up. So they find a place as um they're trying to find a transmitter. It's at Cape Canard. Mhm. So they head there. They actually used the Thunderquack. There's a cool shot of this Thunderquack flying around Saint Canard. Uh, that ended up in the ABC theme.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen and, the theme in a while, man.
1: No, no. This is the last. Uh, this is the last time a shot from an ABC episode ends up in the theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flargo also mentions phone home. Obviously, what movie is that a reference to? Uh, E.T. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely E.T. Which wasn't even ten years old at the time. That's crazy. Uh, so they get to Cape Canard and we find out Flug has another power when the um what is she was the guard shows up what does he do to her
0: Yeah the MP he hypnotizes her she like freezes like turns into I don't want to say a statue but she was like rock
1: solid or something Yeah because the three aliens get away in the uh the uh, jeep and Goslin comes out of the Thunderquack and he she taps her on the head and it's like clonk 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 and she comes into the uh, military base, and all the all the military guys are all frozen solid. It's kind of creepy. Like, Flarg is, like, picking off all these guys. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, dark inside the base. It's like, you know, it's, it's got, this episode's got some good atmosphere. So, Flarg walk I'm not Flarg. Nikto walks by. He's chewing eating. On something. He's eating <laughs> something, because that's what Nikto does. He likes to eat, as does Launchpad. Yep. So, he's chewing on an electromagnetic lock for a plasmodic fission bomb. <laughs> and I, can't,
0: I can't believe you remember all that. <laughs> I had to write it
1: down. These big ones I write down. And <laughs> Flarg's like, "Where did you get that? And this is the act break in, in this scene. I think it's fantastic. I really love this scene. Flarg opens the door and the first thing he does he just cackles. And it's great because it's Honker. You know, Honker is all the acting on Honker in this episode. He doesn't he doesn't act like this because he's usually honker. So we get to see him act in ways he never would. Because what does Flarg see? You see those missiles. Yeah, all these nuclear missiles. And this is when like the episode, you know, it takes a hard turn. It gets a lot more dramatic. And he's plotting, you know, he's thinking to himself, you know, with these missiles plus backup from the home planet, I can actually take over this planet. Mm-hmm. And it's like really great acting on him. And you see Goslin as he says, you know, prepare the missiles to fire, and Goslin's all shocked. Oh, like when I watch it, I actually got goosebumps. It's a really good act break for this episode. Okay, so what's going on next? What happens next? Next, they take over the TV. Yeah, who's watching TV?
0: Herb. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> all, the whole family were. The whole
1: family's there. watching TV, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does Flark do? Uh, he makes an announcement that they're about to take over the world. <laughs> And everyone should surrender, or he's going to vaporize them with their own missiles. And it's but funny, because Mut- Herb is loving it. <laughs> M- the Muddlefoots are so stupid, they don't realize something's wrong. They just think Honker's, you know, making something of himself. You know, it's like if Pinky even tells Tank, once this is over, Honker should get the bigger bedroom. <laughs> it's funny. Um, so Goslin pulls the wires out of the console, so that so she interrupts Flog's broadcast. So he takes off after her. And he tells Barada to get the missiles ready. And they, Goslin and Flarg, they encounter each other in the cafeteria, actually. Tell us a bit about their fight, Will.
0: Well, she tackles him and she she realizes the the pepper that fell off the table. Mm -hmm. So so she tosses it at him and there's like pepper all over the place. So we we get him to sneeze.
1: But this time, Flarg flies clear off his head and hovers back to normal. Yep. I feel bad for him. He's like, "Oh, it was terrible, Goslin. I had to do everything you wanted. It was just like Tank." Poor, yeah. poor kid. Yeah. The two of them realize Pepper's the key to all of this. That's how they're gonna save the day. hmm So I like the I like the setup here. Goslin, Hon- like first the door is open and it's Flarg, and then Goslin and Honker throw the doors wide open and Hon- Flarg gets crushed against the wall. So Goslin tells Honker to open the big pepper shaker, and we see Honker struggling with it. He's like, I can't open it. Use the use the smaller pepper shakers. And it pans over to Goslin, but it's not Goslin anymore. Nope, it's Flarg. No, it is Flarg. So now Flarg's taken over Goslin, and Honker is out like a shot. And Honker wants, not, but Honker realizes, you know, it's up to him now. Yeah, he Hon- finally
0: gets that lid open.
1: Yeah, he's um, he has to show some guts. He says, we haven't seen this side of Honker really yet in the series. So Honker comes in with a big container of pepper. Who does he give it to? (laughs) He
0: gives it to all of them. He
1: gives it to to Nikto.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Nikto got it first?
1: Yeah, Nikto eats it.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Because it's an aluminum can. Mm -hmm. And the pepper flies everywhere, everyone sneezes, and and Honker catches every hat in his backpack.
0: Yep, that good old backpack that has everything in it.
1: Yeah, Honker would be nowhere without that backpack seismospheres, alien hats. And that's when Darkwing says, when the Wiffle Boy sits on your head, he means business. Whatever whatever the hell that's supposed to mean.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, But then the missiles
1: take off. They do. It's too late to stop them. Mm -hmm. But the missiles can't do any damage because who should show up but another alien spaceship. Yep. Did you catch what this one is shaped like?
0: No, I didn't catch that.
1: A hat rack.
0: Oh, a hat rack?
1: (laughs) Yep. The hat rack and you know, a little opening, you know, a little door opens up. We get a couple of alien hats, including one that looks like a crown. So Honker puts it on, and it's Rob Paulson doing the voice again. Um, but the name of the uh the hat is Clatoo 2. He's the leader of the Girdish Revolutionaries, and they're gonna take uh Flarg back to stand trial, he says. Mm-hmm. And you know, now I might as well mention it. Um the name's Klatu2. Barada and Nikto. That was an alien greeting from an old sci fi film called The Day the Earth Stood Still. He would say Klatu, Barada, and Nikto. Uh, and that's, that's the names they you... use. I don't know why Flarg's name wasn't Klatu. So mm-hmm. it could have been Klatu, Barada, Nikto. But anyway, that's what they decided to go with. Um, so yeah, so Honker puts on the hat and gets to explain it. And who takes the credit? Oh, of course. You know who takes the credit? DW. The most useless character in the entire episode. And mm. this in this one is Darkwing Duck. He says, hmm. Ah, tweren't nothing. Cousin's like, hey, maybe for you. <laughs> and uh, so we end the episode in the Muddlefoot's house. Yep. And they feel bad for him. Like, sorry, taking over the world didn't work. And Binky says, Yeah, but we learn from our mistakes. And uh so how does it how does it, how does it end? What happens with Tank?
0: Tank wants to take uh, the last donut, mm-hmm. but Honker's not having it. He shows him that finger. He remembers that little finger duel they had.
1: Yeah, and Tank takes off so fast he goes clean through the back door. You see a tank-shaped hole in the door. Yep. And and I do love the very last shot. The you know, Honker. it makes it makes me so proud of Honker. He eats a little bit, less little bit of the donut. He looks at the camera and just does this little thing with his finger. Mm-hmm. And Iris is out. And it's really cute. Like, w- we waited so long to get a real Honker as the hero episode. Mm-hmm. And even though I know you don't love the episode, I'm sure you appreciate what it does for Honker. Yeah. Yeah, it's an important one for him. It is isn't our most important Honker episode. We know which one that is. Oh, yeah. We, got, we still got a while before we get there, though, right? But, yeah. But for an episode that was written really early on, it's really important in establishing the Muddlefoots, especially Honker. It aired later, you know, but it is what it is. I do like this one a lot. You know, for what it is, I love the atmosphere, the Australia animation. Mm -hmm. I do think these aliens are fun. Because I love that whenever um, they're on somebody's head and whatever the eyes of the character looks like, the hat, the eyes and the hat are making the same expression so, okay, that, so that was that was really clever so i do i i'm gonna give this one honestly three and a half gas gun canisters oh well it's i like it that much i think it's a really solid episode especially one that was one of the earlier ones i okay. do enjoy it okay. how
0: about you uh, i'm only gonna give it a two um all right you know, to me, the, the episode does have a good flow to it, you know, from Honker to the Aliens. Like, the transitions are really smooth. Like, there's really no dull moment, Mm-mm. but it really lacks to me. Uh, I, I just feel like the whole hats taking over the world type thing is really cheesy. I thought it was cheesy as a kid. Um, I don't know. I love it's, it because it's so weird. That's
1: why I love it.
0: I I, oh. I guess, to me, it's not that weird, though. It's just... It's just plain. Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just really plain. It was like a hat take over the world, you know. Um, They have their moments, though, that I do like. Like, I like how Flarg is really dominant. Like, he's not playing around. Like, he really wants to take over the world. He's not scared of anything. You know, he's just, he's very aggressive. I do like Flarg for that. And the
1: performance by Rob Paulson really helps.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely helps. I'm not too excited about his two lackeys because they were pretty much useless.
1: Mm, I'll give you that. Like, Flarg Mm -hmm. really dominates.
0: Yeah, Flarg, I'm cool with. It's it's the two lackeys, so I really didn't see their point. Uh, One of them, just the, the stereotype of he likes to eat, you know, blah, blah, blah. The other ones is like the kiss up and, you know, I'll do whatever you tell me to do and I'll make fun of the third guy. So, I
1: think I honestly think they were a little bit more clever. As much as I don't like the sequel, I think mm-hmm. they were a little bit more clever about which characters the hats went on in that later one. Mm-hmm. But when but I don't want to go into detail because Launchpad's a food crazy, you know, mm-hmm. a bit a bit of you know, not the smartest guy. And that's pretty much what Nikto was too. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't much of a change. But like you said, Flarg is great. I do enjoy Flarg quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh we don't get much DW at, at all in this episode. Uh I like Goss. Goss really is very strong, but it, this is more of a Honker episode. As you said, and yeah. I do like I do like you we get more of the Muddlefoots. Uh I'm I, I, even though Tank is a bully, I'm cool with it because that's always been his role, so it works. You yeah. know, and, and it works on this episode because we're trying to toughen up Honker. So I'm cool yeah, with absolutely. it. I'm cool with it, you know?
1: Yeah, but, but I'm gonna give me, it a two though. But me saying he's not a nice character, not, 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 he's a bully, doesn't mean I dislike him. Mm-hmm. No, he works for what he was created for, yeah. tank. And of course, this is the first time, even in air date, we've seen the Muddlefoot's living room and their kitchen. Like we we get their whole house in this one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and we even see a shot of Pelican's Island. I think the first time too. Yeah. Like they, they show the skipper tripping on a banana peel or something like that. Um. But do you think any kid now watching Darkwing Duck knows what Gilligan's Island even was? Probably not. No, it can't even see that now. Does it even air anymore? I don't think so.
0: No, it was on Amazon Prime, though, a couple months ago for,
1: for free. But I don't when think I, they,
0: they would scroll like, ooh, what's this? No.
1: Nah. When I was a kid, it was on all the time. All yeah. the time. Um, so let's rate our villains all right. collectively, first? collectively as a group. Um, yeah, I'll go first. I'm gonna give him a three. I think um Flarg is that strong. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if he wasn't voiced by Rob Paulson, if it was somebody else who wasn't having as much fun with the voice, maybe it would have been lower. But I think R- Rob helps. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the voice Jim gives Barada is unique. And I like I think I think it's cool. I like the Hat Aliens. I think it's just quirky enough that it works for Darkwing Duck. And they didn't have to bring them back. I'll say that much. But, <laughs> but I think they're unique one-shot aliens. They probably should have stayed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you?
0: Uh, I'm going to give them a two. Uh, Flarg is definitely strong, but his personality is strong to me. His his body as a hat is pretty much useless. Like I, I just don't see it realistically working. I know it's a cartoon. We're not supposed to think realistically. I think eventually people would have caught on like hey this is a hat and they're running around with suction cups, you know? Like without the 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 host, the the duck host, I, I didn't really see the no strength in them, you know? Mhm. That's just my I opinion, but yeah, but uh, I I'm with you on the part they should not have brought them back. Definitely, I, I'm with that. They should have never brought them back. That second episode uh mm-hmm. <laughs> But we don't need to get into that right now. No, we're
1: <laughs> we're so far away from ABC season two. We have mm-hmm. so much more to do.
0: Yeah, so, but I do like Flarg. Nickto and Barada, they were just useless to me though. Mm,
1: okay, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. I I can see that. Um, so that's Battle of the Brain teasers. Another Saturday morning one done. We don't have too many more of these. And next episode is one of my favorites. Adopt-a-con.
0: Ah, Tuscanini. It's,
1: our, it's the last produced Tuscanini episode, but it's just super funny. I love, love the writing in this next episode, but we'll talk about it next time. So is Adopticons this
0: the, are... Go is, ahead. Yeah, is this our first uh, Tuscanini episode that's not a Saturday morning?
1: No, Hush, Hush, sweet Charlatan was a Disney oh, episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This, this is, I think, the best Tuscanini episode. Um, But we'll get there next week. So that said, I think we're done. Battle of the brain Teasers, everybody.
0: Okay, so Mike, where can they listen to us at, man?
1: Okay, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple devices, Google Play, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. You can talk into your Amazon Echo. It'll play us on there. Uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and you can watch us on YouTube. Also, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel because... At least once a week, we put something up for you guys to watch, whether it be a commercial. Will's been working on a new video series. It's lots of random things we're doing now. Definitely subscribe to YouTube and subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast too. We're at lots and lots of places. Um, please support us. And also, please, we're on Instagram, um, Twitter, and Facebook. So please check us out. Be a part of our community. And Will, you have any shout-outs today? Man...
0: I'm not going to name one person, but the last time we, we recorded, we had 982 followers on Facebook. Uh, as of right now, we're at 2,500, and I think the last time we we recorded was like a week and a half ago, maybe it, two weeks.
1: It's been two weeks since we recorded the last episode, yeah.
0: So, yeah, so in two weeks, we picked up, what is that, like 1,518
1: people? Like over 1,500.
0: Yeah, that's a lot, dude. So I just want to say thank you to all our new people and welcome. And hope you guys stick around and enjoy the page.
1: We got some great episodes coming up, guys. Definitely mm-hmm. stay with us. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So that's it, Mike, man. Uh, we're signing out. And just want to remind everybody, stay dangerous.
1: Have a good night. Bye.